Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Full Pelt Music Podcast. Shortly, we'll be joined by Ryan Hamilton to talk about his new album, Haunted by the Holy Ghost, which is out on March the 10th. But before then, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, wherever you're watching or listening. Well, welcome everyone to the Full Pump Music Podcast, and most importantly, welcome Ryan Hamilton to the podcast. How are you uh, today? I'm very good, thank you. I was imagining just the level of applause <laughs> that should happen. Definitely should happen, definitely should happen. Um, we're working on it. Um, so um, I've, I've got you on because I want to talk to you about um, what you're up to right now, and obviously the most recent thing you've done is put out Haunted by the Holy Ghost, your fantastic new single, which uh, listeners need to check out. And we'll have the link for, for listeners to do that in the bio of the, the podcast, um, if they haven't done so already. Um, so what can you tell us about that song? Um, you know, what, what are the meanings behind that song and how did it you know come together for you? Sure. So I was raised in a very conservative Church of Christ family, which I'm thankful for on one hand, because, you know, it gives you a certain set of morals and things that maybe I would not have had otherwise and and let me say this now I love my family that's no no fault of theirs they're just doing what their grandparents did and their grandparents did and you know what I mean so but I grew up going to church three times a week twice on Sunday and on Wednesday and even went to things like promise keepers and all like I didn't know any different so that became a part of me and uh, then I got older and kind of started to figure things out on my own. And I don't resent that part of my life or my childhood, but I felt and still feel, I'm going to use the word tricked a little bit. Not yeah. again, no fault to my family, but because now a part of that is with me forever. And I didn't have any say in it. I didn't have you know, the ability to really have an opinion about it until I was an adult because I wasn't mature enough to ask those questions and try and figure that out for myself. So this song is about that, just about being haunted, you know, by that thing. It's a part of me forever. I'll never shake it. You know, there are certain things that get ingrained in you when you're too young. Well, maybe not too young, but when you're young, right? Yeah. That'll, they're just going to be a part of you no matter what. And um, this the song came from that, and I thought it was important for it not to feel too serious, for it to still be fun, because, I mean, just that title, Haunted by the Holy Ghost, is ridiculous anyway. You know what I mean? So I wanted to make sure that it had that attached to it, that it's just like, look, I, we can laugh about it, we can say this in a certain way, but it does come from a very serious place. Yeah, it certainly does. And I guess kind of a, a relatable place for everyone, really. Um, perhaps um, not just on uh, religious aspects, but of course, um, you know, as a parent, you do impress on your children, uh, be it hobbies um, or, you know, just just lifestyle. So I think everyone could probably relate to that. Yeah. And again, everybody's doing their best. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't I don't resent my family or anything nah. i have certain things that i'm like god i i kind of wish i wouldn't have had that happen in my life 
when I was a kid or whatever. But again, it's to your point, people are doing their best. Exactly, exactly. I guess my uh, you know, foible, it would be you know, impressing the, the football team or soccer team, you know, that yeah. I support onto my kids. You know, that's the only team you're going to support, you know. So, you know, again, yeah, yeah definitely relatable um, for, for various reasons. And and just a fantastic song, uh, obviously, that I've really enjoyed listening to. So, again, listeners definitely need to, to be checking that one out. And it's quite interesting to hear it after, you know, being aware of your career from, from the, the, the beginnings of it. Um, obviously... Um, going back to football, there's there's a, a phrase of a journeyman, which is someone that has travelled and, and played for numerous clubs over their career. Uh, of course, you know your music career has taken a, on different guises at different times. Um, so, you know, what brought you to where you are now? As obviously Ryan Hamilton and the, and the Harlequin uh, Ghosts, and, and obviously putting out the the different style of music now, obviously Americana type sixty um, seventies influenced music compared to the more indie music you were putting out. What what kind of brought you to this point for you? Um I think it's important to not ever make the same record twice. I always I feel like you know if you keep the same core, there's there's no getting around. I sound a certain way. I ironically was made fun of for having a high whiny voice in school and you know, all of that, but it's become something that I love and am proud yeah. of and it's given me this career and this life. So that, that part of it is going to sound like me no matter what. So I think that if I go into it going, um, okay, I made this record already. I did this, I did that. And as far as the different names go, especially since I've been putting out music on my own, I really, I screwed myself in a way because I wanted to be like Elvis Costello. I wanted to be like the attractions, the whatever, like let's change the name, every record. And, you know, but really it's just me. It's when I go in the studio, make an album, I've had different people play on every single album. So when I started putting them out with different band names to be cool, I shot myself in the foot as far as Spotify goes. Cause there were yeah. like four different, four different profiles you don't think about this stuff, you know what I mean? So I kind of went, oh, God. Like, And people look at that. So you have promoters yeah. and booking agents going to see, how many streams does this guy have? And we have to go, well, get your calculator out because you're going to be adding up from different profiles. Anyway, so after we kind of – I say we, like my management and the powers that be had that realization, we were like, let's just stick – the first record came out with just my name. So it's like – Keep it that one profile. So um, even though, yes, there are different names, I still would have made the same records um, and I would have tried to make them all, you know, a little bit different with that same kind of core thing. I'll tell you something funny, not to go on too long about this, but um, we were getting everything ready for this new record and for the press. And it was brought to my attention speaking of your journeyman thing that i have been nominated for the past 14 years almost every year for some form of best new artist and i don't know how that happened like i'm old or -er. i'm getting old and it's just like how how am i stuck in this groundhog day like what is going on like i'm we i have to get past that i don't know what that is but it's so funny to me that's like okay your favorite new artist of the past 14 years <laughs> 
No, that is absolutely hilarious, actually. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting to hear because on the podcast, we quite often uh, delve into social media um, and you know Spotify and the streaming sites. And actually, yeah it, yeah, it didn't strike me until you said it about the impact it would have on you to to have gone under the different guises and obviously um, how that kind of spreads your, your all-important figures these days um, out, which yeah. it, it wouldn't have been a problem 20 years ago. No, but no. no. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, fantastic. So, I mean, this journey you've been on and obviously the recent single all are going to culminate on March 10th for you um, when you have an album of the same name, Haunted by the Holy Ghost, coming out. So what should listeners um, who you know have either followed your journey through, throughout or have um, discovered this new band, as you say, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, what, what should listeners expect from the album? Well, first of all, can I curse on this? Yeah. <laughs> of course you okay. can. Yeah. So the first track on the album is called Asshole. Yes. <laughs> and it's the it's the it's the song people are most excited about. So I think that in a way defines what this record is. That song is not going to get played on the radio. It was never going to get played on the radio. I don't care. I'm to a point now where I'm just like I felt like kicking the door down, doing whatever I wanted, not going in, going, okay, we're going to write this, but let's make it a certain way so people will really play it on radio. What I wanted to do was go in and make a record that I wanted to make without thinking of any of that because that's really the only thing I haven't done yet is go in without, ooh, this is going to be this and isn't this going to be great. So the irony being there's a song called Asshole that everyone seems to think is going to be the <laughs> biggest song I've ever done. <laughs> because, of course, it is. Of yeah. all the songs. And you can't even do the things we've done in, every, in previous records. You can't have a radio campaign. You, it takes away the opportunity to do all of the things we've done before. So we have had to get creative. We've had to do a lot of different stuff. <laughs> and, you know, to even have the potential headline ryan hamilton's asshole <laughs> finally <laughs> breaks through <laughs> or whatever it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous but i've never been more excited because i'm finally to a place where i really don't give a fuck like yeah. i just i yeah. don't care i don't care i want it to be successful i've never been more proud of a record the label everybody involved it's like Oh my God. Like, how do you not love this record? Everyone's very excited. So um, I hope that answers your question. But at that, to have a track called that starting off yeah. the record and the record itself is, it has a lot of depth. It's a really fun listen, but there it, it is a songwriter album in a lot of ways, but it's a, it's a rock and roll record. That's fun to listen to. Which is the most important thing for a listener, surely. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it's fantastic to see you beaming like, like like you are and obviously so excited about the record because, you know, again, the artists I talk to uh, on the podcast, you know, quite often as we've talked about streaming numbers and all of that kind of stuff, and, and there's a big machine normally that has to follow releasing music. Uh, and the industry is very difficult to navigate these days. Um, and always from the start, it should, should be an industry that is about 
you know making listeners happy with what they're listening to but of course most importantly you as an artist being happy in what you're doing and what you're putting out so it's so refreshing you know to to hear and, and and to see you so excited about it and hopefully you know the listeners yeah. will agree and get equally excited about it and check it out when it comes out that's the right. that's the key thing um i think they will i think they will um certainly based on the songs i've heard they'd be foolish mm. not to um and it, it's great that you just touched on the record label because i did have a note jotted down uh, obviously, it's coming out on Wicked Cool Records from uh, Stevie Van Zant. Um, so, I just wanted to say, say, you know, what has that experience been like for you working with with that label? Oh my God, it's incredible! So he <clears throat> yeah. he sends me voice notes. He gets his phone out. I send him a demo, right? He gets his phone out. He gets an acoustic guitar. You hear him. I have I don't know a hundred of these, and then he he learns my song in about ten seconds. He just goes, gang, 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 gang. Because <laughs> those E Street band guys are all so knowledgeable hmm. and know music theory so well, he can kind of figure it out real quick, which is amazing, sort of insulting, <laughs> but, but really fun, right? So he'll go, this is great, but try this. And he'll send me these notes. And um, that always always improves the song he's, he's never done that and me not implement that change or that direction um that being said with well let me say this first i have made him mad a couple of times and to have silvio from the sopranos yell at you on the phone <laughs> if, if anybody's sopranos fan i don't know if you are or not but to, to have that coming <laughs> back at you on the phone or in person is terrifying so there, that has happened a couple of times uh so of course i want him to be happy and <laughs> I've, I've been very fortunate to have delivered and had albums that are successful with them but um with this record i was sending him the i sent him the demos he didn't send any notes back and he went this is the first group of demos he went <laughs> This is career suicide. Do not do this. <laughs> these songs, this is not it. Like, whatever these songs are, Ryan, this is not it. Because I, I wanted to make, like, a country record, if I'm being honest. I really did. I was like, I don't really want to, like, I've been off. I'm at home. Let's make a country record. Like, what's yeah. going on? And he went, basically, If he said, if you want to commit career suicide, we'll support you. And you can do it if you want. <laughs> But please don't. So I licked my wounds. I went away and came back with the songs that are on the record now. And it's the first time ever since working with Stevie that he did not send notes in a good way this yeah. time. And was just like, it's fantastic. He was proud of me. He was just tweeting me earlier today for the world to see how you know great it is and even his wife maureen who was also in the sopranos and um to have that from that you know the pinnacle yeah. of the music business music history bruce springsteen rock and roll hall of fame all of that um it doesn't get much better to have that person behind you believing in you telling you you're doing amazing you know no precisely like you say it really can't get much better than that can it um that, that's fantastic and um yeah um you know quite um 
yeah, quite quite funny, I guess, is the word. Obviously, with, with, with the first um, demos that were sent across, but yeah, yeah, honesty, yeah. honesty is a good trait. So you know, um, fantastic. It's the best, yeah. exactly. And it, I, hopefully, you know, it, it's been the right thing and and has worked out. Um, so um, I'm going to move on to the live side of the industry now. Um, okay, it's probably certainly for, for for me my favorite side of it uh, i would like to say we all love getting in a room together um and that's something you've been able to start doing again obviously we all had to stop because of the pandemic um and i'm aware that you were able to come across the uk uh last year for a, a full tour uh around the country um so you know what what are your um memories of that and uh, what was it like for you to get back out on the road after the covid years oh man it was joyous that's the word i seem to use over and over and People ask it just to get back in a room and everyone is like, you know, after however long they waited and have that big, loud rock and roll show, there were still some people. I mean, we played some smaller places and there was still a little bit of caution. You felt mm -hmm. that a little bit, but I would say 90%. And, you know, I think half the shows were sold out. The other places, no. But with the exception of that little bit of caution, it was just joyous and fun. And, you know, when you go play shows in support of a record or whatever, you're just on tour all the time if you're one of those guys. The thing that feels the best is to play a song in front of a hopefully large <laughs> crowd and have them sing with you or back to you. And when you haven't experienced that in years. Yeah. Um, and you're not getting that. I don't think I realized how important that was to my emotional state, to my mental health, to all of that. So when I got that again, after not having it for three years, it was like, I don't know, dopamine. Just Is that the right one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just like a rush of uh, joy. That's what it felt like. And um just looking at the calendar for this year it's it's if everything stopped right now it would be the biggest year i've ever had calendar wise just and nothing's been announced yet but to know that i'm going to have that for the rest of the year again um is an amazing feeling yeah yeah definitely uh, uh, being a fan it was amazing to get back um and i can only imagine what it was like for, for you as, as an artist to do that and um you know again you're not, you're not the first um musician i've spoken to who's spoke of the you know the benefits of, to their mental health of, of getting back out and, and playing them shows and not realizing quite how much impact that had yeah um on them which is you know thank god of course that we can now um go out and do that again um which is fantastic so yeah i got to see you last year uh we talked before um we, we started recording the podcast a little bit about um you know where we are where, where where we live um so there's a place not too far from me called Sudbury and there's a festival called Lee Stock that you got to appear oh. at um <laughs> last summer and it was a really eclectic lineup um because was. um there was the foundations um stereo MCs electric six ash uh, and, and Ryan Hamilton as the acts I um was able to catch there um so I just wanted to ask you you know what your experience of of that festival was last year I had a great time. So I really like to, well, first of all, I pride myself in being good live and entertaining people. And I've really kind of, I have a, I've worked hard for it, but a really great reputation as far as that goes. And I knew Lee Stock was a family festival. So I'd already been, what's a good word? 
warned by my manager, hey, you got to keep it together. You can't because they know I'll go out there and curse and do whatever just for fun. I'm not angry. I'm just having fun and it's fun. You know, an asshole was on the set list at that festival. We were trying the song out at those summer festival shows. And it was, I remember the conversation like, can are you really going to play this? Can you play the song? It's like, I can play the song. Um, anyway, so went out. And the look of shock on about half the people and just like absolute, I don't know. I'm going to use the word joy again on yeah. the other half. Like what, what's going on here? Um, that was my favorite thing about that festival. Not only is it run by an incredible group of people, but um, so behind the scenes, it's really fun. But uh, to look out and see that combination that's my favorite thing in any way to surprise and kind of keep people on their toes but at the same time bring them all around together like okay you know this is really fun um and that's what i remember from that festival is looking out seeing the kids and in my mind going okay i can't say this 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 and this because there are children here <laughs> and you have the little devil on the other shoulder going let's yeah. play asshole <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, really, really great time there. Um, and uh, I want to come back this year, so we'll see. But um, I would love to come back every year and do yeah. it just because of, just because the experience that first time was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, first of all, I'll, I'll echo the sentiments you started off with about, you know, your live reputation and, and, and having caught you live in different guises um again listeners i agree with that and you need to check uh ryan out when he comes and plays <laughs> near you. you um and yeah i had my kids there actually and uh oh, did you? Yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> no my kids to be, to be fair my kids are probably overly exposed to that kind of language through me listening okay. to all kinds of music in front of them anyway um but i i did did have to chuckle where we were positioned there were a lot of families around us as well and you could see the <laughs> mixture as you say probably probably mostly the mums sort of tutting away yeah. and the dads going yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah honestly it's, it's my favorite like to watch that go down it's uh, my favorite yeah yeah no absolutely fantastic uh and let's say um like you said great festival really eclectic lineups every year especially last year i just looked at it and I, I caught your name on there um, again as someone that you know I, I'm aware of your, your career and I was just like how how does Ryan Hamilton get booked onto this festival with the, <laughs> with the foundations and then obviously Electric Six and Stereo MCs yeah. who are kind of a garage sort of um, house type music yeah in the yeah. UK I just thought wow okay yeah but no it worked really really well and obviously had a fantastic time as listeners will when they hopefully come and check you out so um you say you you know you've got plans ahead for the next year obviously a lot of them aren't, aren't announced uh, and obviously that's part of that little machine that goes on um but you know i assume there will be an opportunity for fans in the uk to catch you live this year absolutely and more than once so um well i think twice but so it's not not a whole lot more than once but <laughs> it's double, um double <laughs> <laughs> uh, there will be a tour that's about to get announced. I'm not sure when this goes out, but um, a tour, a big tour will get announced that takes me across the UK, all into Europe, Spain, Sweden, God, Germany. It's the biggest tour I've ever 
been on. So I'm thrilled. Um, and then hopefully summer festivals again in the UK. Uh, and we'll see what happens in the fall. We'll see what happens with this new record and where it kind of does well. Of course, I hope it does well in the UK. And if so, I'll come back in the fall. Hopefully yeah. with a hit record. Hopefully with a hit <laughs> called Asshole that everybody yes. wants to sing. <laughs> oh, um, and yeah, I'm sure the UK will appreciate it because uh, another point I, I just wanted to make as well as, again, having followed your career, the, the UK has almost seemed like a home from home for you. I just wanted to get your thoughts mm. on it. Is that something you would agree with? You know, um, is, is is has the UK been kind to you, as it were? Yeah, well, you guys don't mind. It. You actually seem to enjoy crude yeah. humor. <laughs> so it was like me getting <laughs> unleashed, unshackled. <laughs> All of when I went to the UK and started playing shows there, and that to me is a gift that I'm forever thankful for. The UK does feel like home to me in a lot of ways because of that, because I was welcomed so just like I wasn't judged. I, it was just like, who's this weird guy? It's really funny. Oh, his songs are really good, you know. Um, and I felt that immediately in that country, just like. We got you. We love you. Uh, not once have I ever done or said something and people gone, oh, my God. You know, that's and I wouldn't really take it that far anyway. But you know what I mean? So yeah. that in your country, I just, man, I love it. Everybody's been so good to me. And to have the chart success and the act, the technical success on the record side, it's one thing. But to uh, have the audience stick with me um and come to the live shows especially after the last few years it's just like okay these people really do like they got me they their family and it, it feels like that yeah yeah certainly the, 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 i'm imagining that there is a big core uh that has followed you through your career and then of course obviously every album you get all the new fans because you're a new band every album so you got all the new fans That's yeah fantastic, so. yeah yeah um best new artist 14 exactly. years running fantastic um so we're, we're coming to the end of the podcast and this is where i always highlight for listeners um obviously you know the album's coming out and you know there are some shows going to get announced um and of course we touched on it social media is the place now where everyone needs to go to keep track of what everyone is doing so i've got the handles down so listeners if you are already not following uh ryan on social media you need to do so uh on instagram and twitter at the ryan hamilton and on Facebook at Ryan Hamilton and the Harlequin Ghosts. Um, and I believe you are dabbling slightly on YouTube as well now, Ryan. Yeah, I'm on YouTube. I started doing the shorts in my uh, like YouTube shorts. They just showed me a stat that said uh, that my views and subscribers have gone up 240% because I've been posting these ridiculous videos <laughs> that were part of a PR kind of game plan, just kind of grumpy, like Billy Mack from Love, actually, like that kind of thing. He was used as a reference. So, yes, I'm on YouTube now. If you're um, not easily offended, head on over there and the rest of the Internet and find me. Yes, listeners definitely do it and definitely check out Haunted by the Holy Ghost, the single, uh, which will be linked in the bio and the album when it comes out on March the 10th. Um, so, Ryan, the, the last question that I've been asking all artists over the last month or so that I've, I've spoken to, 
um, relates to independent venues here in the UK. I perhaps wouldn't normally ask an American artist such a question, but as you are so afraid with the UK, I, I, I will throw it in there. We've got independent venue week coming up in uh, about three weeks time. Um, and of course, the, the venues uh, uh, you know, in the grassroots um, areas of this country are so important to cultivating the, the new talent, you know, such as yourself. Um, but, you know, obviously, as well as the UK talent, it, they're so important for, for artists from you know, Europe and America and the rest of the world to be able to come and play in, in the UK. Um, so I'm just asking all artists if they've got a venue they want to give a shout out to um, in the UK. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, there are will be several but uh let me just rattle off a few the musician in leicester really great little venue love that place the bodega in nottingham um and let me think water rats in london yeah i don't i'm gonna stop there because i can go on and on and on and on (laughs) but there's some really great venues some of which you know have been there for a long time Water rats in London. Sorry, my dog is going to just <laughs> require my attention. You can say hi. This is Peaches. Oh, hi, Peaches. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those independent venues, especially places like Water Rats that feel like that old school. The, mus- the musician in Leicester feels like that too. Um, the, the bodega is a little bit newer, but still, same kind of vibe. We got to keep those alive, especially... Yeah. You know, somebody like me from Texas, you go to England and you want that. You want those kinds of venues because um, it feels the way you imagine an old school UK rock and roll show feeling like. Yeah, definitely. Definitely so important uh, to the ecosystem of the music industry and so important we keep them alive in such difficult times. Um, and it's been absolutely fantastic chatting with you, Ryan. Real, real pleasure. Um, is there anything that you would like to, to say to, to listeners to, to close us out? You know, there is. This is what I want to say. And you've been wonderful. This has been a lot of fun. So my last album came out and charted two spots down from Taylor Swift on the official charts. When Folklore came out, she was number eight, I think. I think it was like Neil Young or Cat Stevens. I don't remember. And then there was me. Taylor Swift is playing stadiums, right? I do okay I sell out a club in England, right? I would really love for this album with a first track called Asshole to show that a 41-year-old man who's been teetering on whatever big success is for a decade can finally tip the scales. And Taylor Swift, good for you. It's amazing. But something is very wrong in the music business whenever you're two spots down (laughs) and she's doing that and i'm doing my best and paying my bills but that's about it for people like me and i'm thankful for it but uh can can we just show can we bridge that gap a little bit for the love of god like it's time artists like me uh i mean i hate to say it but we deserve it there shouldn't be that big of a difference there shouldn't be you know what i mean there shouldn't be so yeah go by Go buy the record and let's show people that a man approaching middle age from Texas can be your favorite new artist <laughs> once again. 
Excellent. And I'd absolutely love to see it. And I'd love to see our soul sitting in the chart somewhere. Um, that'd be absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, Ryan, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with Ryan Hamilton. Make sure you check out his new album, Haunted by the Holy Ghost, on March 10th. And, of course, follow him on social media. You can also follow Full Pelt on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening, because we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Full Pelt Music podcast. <laughs>